Today, we have another reading for you. This is the final part of Swimming in the Moonlight by Falcatricon. This is Chapter 4, Save Me. Craig had honestly thought that the cave was safe until Mitch stopped him. The scuba gear made it harder to hear, apparently. That, and there was a good chance mermen could hear pretty well underwater. He had tried to back out, carefully not to jar anything, but it was to no avail. The rocks were shifting too fast, fast enough to let Mitch just grab him and pull him along. The sudden collapse was a surprise, and he could hear the tearing of tubing as his breath was stolen from him. He tried to keep calm, but another rock bounced down off his tank and right across his temple. Consciousness was spotty as he was pulled along, quick peaks of empty water, bare skin, warm arms. There was no air to breathe, even when he felt it on his skin. His mind wasn't working, body barely responding. He felt soft warmth against his mouth, part of his brain helpfully supplying Mitch's lips as the answer before air was pushed into his lungs. The pressure on his chest was almost too much as Mitch did the proper compressions, trying to help with the water in his lungs. Finally, he coughed, his body connecting with his brain. Mitch helped him roll over, hands soft on his back. There was still a lot of panic and fuzziness, but a small, unhelpful part of his mind suggested maybe this was why their rescues fell in love with them so often. You think? Anyways, Mitch certainly was the man of the hour, lightly rubbing circles into Craig's back as he took deep lungfuls of air. Glad to see you alive. Craig wasn't so far gone to notice the stark relief in Mitch's voice. He had rescued many people with him, and he had never sounded so happy as he did. To be fair, he was sure he'd sound just as desperate to have Mitch back, too. He carefully sat up, his breathing finally getting back to normal. The hand didn't move from his back, settling easily on his shoulder. Looking up at Mitch to reassure him that he was fine, Gina's teasing echoed in his head. It set him into a coughing fit again, and he could feel himself redden a little. She always knew what he wanted, sometimes even before he realized it himself. At the very least, she had suggested the idea. He reached out to pat Mitch's arm to try and not make him worry while recatching his breath and think a moment. He was trying not to think about how much he liked the feel of Mitch. It wasn't like the man hadn't touched him before or even hugged. Heck, he'd played victim enough times in training he would have thought he'd been used to all that. But today, for some reason, it all aligned differently. How would he have felt if it had been Mitch and not him? He was already a little worried now that he noticed the cuts and bruises on him. If he had been the one in danger, oh hell. Gonna blame this on the oxygen loss. He wasn't sure how to say any of it aloud, so he just leaned forward and stole a kiss. Soft and sweet, it lasted a little longer than he had planned. When he pulled back, Mitch followed for a second, eyes half-lidded. Uh... Mitch stared for a moment in surprise as Craig started to squirm slightly. He recovered and shifted for kneeling to cross-legged with a grin. And what was that for? A thank you? Craig tried to not meet Mitch's eyes, but quickly realized he was now human and hadn't had time to put anything on. His eyes shot back up to Mitch's face, whose grin seemed to widen a bit. He grabbed a nearby towel and threw it at him. Put some clothes on. Craig watched the playful grin fade, something akin to resignation cross Mitch's face. He sighed and ran a hand through his hair. Confession time. He rolled his eyes at himself. 
With words this time, I've come to realization that I may, in fact, care a great deal for you. That earned him a raised eyebrow. Okay, okay, that's always been true, but... For being a good lawyer, he was failing at this sort of speech. He threw up his hands in frustration. I blame Gina. I definitely made a look of confusion cross Mitch's face. What? Craig could tell a number of odd ideas were crossing Mitch's mind, and he would bet none of them were right. She could tell I was keeping a secret, so she assumed things and said she wouldn't be mad if you had a crush on me, he shrugged, sheepishly. She was teasing, but it sort of pushed my mind in a direction I don't normally think. Mitch snorted in laughter. Well, (laughs) if it helps, I do. I have for a long time. Mitch waved the concerned look off of Craig's face. We weren't single long enough for it to matter. It's fine. Mitch sighed, his smile soft rather than teasing. Hey, whatever you're comfortable with. His eyes focused past Craig with an embarrassed twitch to his lips. I do like Gina, too. Taking a deep breath, Craig nodded sharply and smiled back. Good, that settles it. We need to talk to Gina. Since Mitch had gone on an actual scuba trip with Craig, Eddie and Shawnee decided to have their own trip together. Or, that had been the initial idea anyway. But as soon as they stood on the deck of the boat, alone, they both seemed to remember at the same time they had to undress to change. Eddie immediately turned away, gesturing at the water. Uh, ladies first. He could feel his face flush red. Glad he wasn't facing her. Sure, it took a couple of minutes, but soon he heard a splash. He turned to spy a seal waiting patiently in the water. He shucked his shirt, stopping at his shorts to stare expectantly at Shawnee. She finally seemed to realize she was staring and ducked underwater. He couldn't help his laugh as he finished undressing, quickly throwing on his belt and diving in after her. Shawnee swam around him, inspecting. He watched her carefully, knowing his form might be unsettling, considering... She snuffled around, inspecting fins and tail before nodding and lightly tapping her nose to his. He offered a soft smile, keeping his teeth as hidden as he could. Glad you approve. Snorting softly, she swam downwards toward the ocean floor, looking back occasionally. He guessed that meant she couldn't talk in this form, which was fine. Maybe later he'd tease her about finally being quiet, but in all honesty, he did enjoy the sound of her voice. Eddie followed behind as she swam, letting her lead. While he was honored that she shared her secret with him, he was starting to find he missed her normal exuberance. He reached out and lightly tapped her tail, which seemed to make her jump in surprise. Hey, are you okay? Shawnee paused in her swimming. Considering his question, she turned back to lightly brush her flipper against his tail fin, a question of her own in her eyes. Gonna have to guess, but yeah, you can touch it if that's the question. He offered out a hand. Can I? Something seemed to brighten in her eyes, and she bumped her head against his hand in answer. He ran his hands down her back, reveling in the softness of her fur, even when she was underwater. In turn, she rode up against him almost like a giant cat. Her whiskers tickled as she brushed against his stomach, exploring him as much as he was her. She settled against his chest with a soft press before heading towards the surface. Right. She was still a mammal. Air was kind of important. He followed her to the surface, watching her float in the fading sunlight. She was beautiful even now, and that was saying something. He couldn't help a sigh, missing her chatter. 
It wouldn't be fair to ask her to change back, though, not if she was missing this form as much as he'd been missing his. He missed the way she looked, too, but he figured that was only fair as well, considering she was likely not the most comfortable with his shark parts, either. Her blue eyes persisted between her forearms and were now looking at him curiously. He twitched a grin and lightly rested his forehead on hers. Hey, you enjoy yourself. You probably don't even get to do this that often. The soft fur changed into soft skin under his touch. We have an indoor seawater pool for Mom and I. Of course you do. Eddie looked up awkwardly, wanting very much to peek, but not knowing if he was actually allowed to. Sure, she changed in front of him, but it could have been so she could talk. Her hands lightly guided his face back down to hers. He could see her cheeks slightly pink in the fading light. Hey, don't make it more embarrassing than it is. Uh, sorry. He met her eyes, though could see in his lower peripheral her soft curves. He could feel something stir that never really had as a shark before. The blush crept up his own cheeks as he tried to decide if changing to human himself would be worth it. It would be more obvious, but she was majoring in marine biology, so it was likely she already knew. Sorry, he added again for good measure. Laughing, Shawnee tugged him forward for a quick kiss. <laughs> if I was that worried about it, I would have changed on the boat. She kissed him again, harder this time, letting her fingers run up into his hair. Eddie let himself sink into the kiss, his hands very carefully resting themselves on her sides. Oh, did he want her? But he didn't want to take this anywhere she didn't. Besides, he knew his hands were finned, and everything wasn't quite human at the moment. It probably felt weird to her. She sighed against his lips when he didn't respond like she thought he would. What, do you need an engraved invitation? No, I just... He vaguely waved at himself. Her annoyance softened, realizing what he meant. She sank underwater and tugged him down after her. The nearby water filtered through his senses, and there he could almost taste it. She wanted him very much. He immediately surfaced for her sake before pulling her close. Her fingers dug into his hair as she kissed him again. He let his hands finally roam, feeling her softness and give in the water. Still, though, he wouldn't quite let in her deep in the kiss. She huffed and pulled back a little, giving him a questioning look. You okay? Eddie nodded sharply and started to move their embrace closer to the boat, refusing to let go now that he was allowed to touch freely. Teeth aren't tongue-friendly right now. Ah. She let herself be hauled along, instead putting her energy towards learning his curves in turn. He couldn't suppress a shiver as her fingers ghosted at the edge of his gills. That wasn't fair at all. He knew they weren't really physically compatible in this shape, not that he had ever fully gotten off this way. He was pretty sure it was all shark, though, and that wouldn't be fun on her end. But man, she was certainly teaching him new nerve endings he didn't know he had. The apartment loft seemed quiet when they first stepped in, but at the click of the door shutting, Gina peeked over the railing. I thought I heard the door. She hurried down the stair, her smile wide but a touch confused. You're early. Everything go okay? Fine, everything was fine. Craig glanced at Mitch, who just shook his head slightly in exasperation at his tone. As always, he was a terrible liar when it came to Gina. Gina slowly raised an eyebrow. What did you do? She looked past him at Mitch, her eyes widening in surprise. Why are you covered in cuts? 
Both men stared back a second as if they had forgotten the accident. Mitch looked down at his arms in apparent surprise. Ah, there was a cave-in, but that's not why we came back. Something other than mortal peril had you come back? Just what is more important? Gina walked over to Mitch, looking over the spots she could see. Do you need bandages or anything? Mitch shook his head no at Gina's fussing, offering a soft smile. Craig has something, though. Don't pile it all on me, it's you too. Craig managed to turn slightly pink as Gina turned around to face him. I, uh, is Eddie here? No, he and Shawnee left for the evening. There was a look of realization in her eyes, and she began to grin. Something you needed Mitch here for too, huh? I knew it. As she walked forward, lifting and wrapping herself in Craig's arms, he gave a token protest. You told me if something happened to bring him home. I meant it too. She reached behind her where Mitch still stood awkwardly and snagged the edge of his shirt to pull him closer. You said that wasn't the secret, though it looks like I was right. Mitch laughed and stepped forward with the tug, sandwiching Gina between them. He let his arms wrap around both of them, glad to be so easily accepted by her. Craig twitched, though Mitch wasn't sure if it was his touch or the mention of the secret again. Nope, that wasn't my secret. Craig here just figured that out today. What? I could have sworn he'd been half thinking about that for years. Mitch laughed into her hair as she winked up at Craig. Could have fooled me. Craig just sort of slumped in humored defeat. I'm sorry, I'm blind, okay? Living in the status quo is so easy, and you both know how hard change is for me. He lightly kissed her forehead, which is why I have you to point out the obvious. He shifted his hold to reach out to Mitch as well, fingers brushing his side, and you too to drag me on adventures. Gina shifted in the middle of the hold, turning partly around to look up at Mitch. Can I know the secret yet? I did tell Craig I'd tell you. Mitch worked his way out of their hug and glanced around the apartment. I should be fine here, I think. Maybe the bed? Gina's eyebrows raised in curious interest. The bed, huh? Tugging Gina close, Craig trapped her against himself with a grin. If you think that would do, I'll hold her until you call. Mitch grinned and nonchalantly shrugged as he turned towards their bedroom space, peeling off his shirt. If we keep on this track, I don't think I have anything to hide. <laughs> it's up to you. Both Craig and Gina stilled. Their fake struggle forgotten for a moment as they stared at Mitch's back. She elbowed him in the stomach, stage whispering, We should follow. Craig nodded rapidly, letting her go. She grabbed his hand as she followed Mitch. Not that he was hurrying himself. It was going to be a complete surprise to her, but he knew what was coming. He had yet to see Mitch change, having looked away for supposed decency's sake. He nearly ran into Gina where she had stopped in the doorway. Mitch had decided to continue doing whatever he was doing, whether or not they were there. And both he and Gina had a rather nice view of his ass as he tugged his underwear off. Gina spoke first, teasing, I don't see anything secret-worthy yet. Mitch stared slightly, then turned with a grin. I thought you were keeping her back. Craig grinned back. You said it was fine. Besides, I haven't seen. He gestured expansively at Mitch. And I was curious... He meant the change, but to be fair, he hadn't really and truly seen Mitch naked. Sure, they'd accidentally seen stuff being friends for as long as they did, but it hadn't been something he'd paid full attention to before. He crowded Gina a little closer to Mitch. There was still the secret to show, but the fact he could now touch was fascinating. Gina looked like she agreed as her hands touched Mitch first, skating along his chest. 
The grin softened as Craig's hands joined Gina's. He trailed his fingers up along his collarbone to behind his head, tugging him down and letting Gina steal the kiss first. It was hot watching them together, his wife and best friend, knowing they were both his. At least he hoped Mitch would stay. Mitch broke the kiss and delicately grabbed both sets of hands. While well, I love where this is going, kind of wanted to share the secret first. His eyes flicked up to meet Craig's, then back to Gina's. Well, I don't think you'll run for the hills or anything. I don't want to freak you out. Gina watched, a little confused, but curious, as Mitch settled himself in the center of their king-sized bed. Her gasp was soft as she leaned against Craig, both watching as the change began around his hips, blowing down along his legs. Each fin grew as the change reached their segment. While he would have never believed magic existed before now, the look flowed in a way not natural, quickly and simply. The way his tail fins draped over the end of the bed made Craig realize he was technically even taller now, which he hadn't noticed when they were swimming before. The colors were somehow brighter outside the water, the lines more pronounced. He wanted to get closer, but he needed to gauge Gina's reaction first. He lightly pushed against Gina's back, who jumped a little and surprised. She looked up at Craig, then back to Mitch. She took a half step forward before pausing again, her eyes not leaving the tail. May I? Mitch had to laugh. <laughs> Come on. He patted the bed next to him. No need to be shy now. Her smile was still tentative as she settled onto the bed next to one hip. Craig walked around to perch himself at Mitch's other hip. Her fingers nervously hovered above Mitch's tail, unsure. Mitch reached out and pressed her hand down, letting it rest where his thigh would have been. She sucked it in a breath, the smile solidifying. Really real? Really real, Craig replied as he carefully lifted a pelvic fin to inspect it. It was soft skin, webbing between thin yet tough spines. Supporting that was a heavier muscle, reminiscent of a dolphin's flipper. He ran his hands along the fin, falling it back to Mitch's hip. He looked over at Gina, who had managed to have both hands on Mitch, halfway down his tail, fingers trying to touch everything on the way. He grinned up at Mitch. Told you. Mitch smiled, reaching out to rest a hand on Craig's arm. Thank you. For what? Craig patted his hip. You've always been my best friend. Being a mermaid doesn't change that. Gina snorted slightly in humor, her hands wandering back up Mitch's human chest. <laughs> Merman. Craig lightly smacked her shoulder with a grin. You planted the idea in my head, didn't you? Nope, she grinned back. I just assume you already thought that. Can't help you were mooning over him without knowing it. Mitch watched the verbal tennis match over him. He was thankful and amazed nothing really changed with his form. Well, their hands were still petting him through their teasing, and that was new. Though, that could be more of a result of their new relationship. And wasn't that a shock? He never would have thought they'd really all be together. Not all three. It hadn't really entered his mind before, and sounded like it hadn't crossed Craig's either. Gina, however, he reached out to run a hand in her hair, distracting her from Craig. Thank you, too. She smiled softly back. You've been a part of this family for years. This has been a long time coming, she winked. I should be thanking you for waiting. I don't think I'd be a part of this if you two hadn't found each other a lot sooner. Craig reached out and tugged her close, kissing her soundly. I wouldn't change anything. He twitched the smile and leaned up, leaving a soft kiss on Mitch's lips. This is perfect. And that's the end of part four of Swimming in the Moonlight by Cal Catricon. 
However, there is a note at the end. Note, this is pretty much the end if you are watching an episode. Plot wrapped up, fade to black. Gonna eventually write a porn epilogue, but I'll make it its own story. Keep this kind of Baywatch flow-like. Now, mind you, this was posted in February 2020, and then the pandemic happened. So, Calcatricon, what are you waiting for? You have at least two people who want, just want this. Uh, now, I should add, there is a Knight Rider uh, crossover. It's called I Believe. And that one, you know, maybe maybe we'll read that. And there are other... Baywatch fan fictions. Most likely what will happen is Morgan will be reading to you next some fan fiction, and we want to keep on releasing these uh, because we find these fun, especially as we get deeper into Baywatch. More and more characters will have relationships too, and who doesn't like hearing about fanfic? It's great. Um, And hopefully some of them will be a little bit more explicit, um, and we can laugh a little bit more at them. Like this one that's called Balance Point, that its tags are getting together, angst and romance, relationship discussions, and polyamory negotiations. So, yeah, that one, that one sounds fun. So, thank you for listening. Bye.